0: Hello, this is Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, along with some other TV
1: shows and films. And I want to welcome you to the Midwest Monsters Podcast.
2: Decided, I'm sorry I picked this topic I love
3: this movie it's a scary movie it's a scary movie and it still affects me just the same I cannot put that on
2: I gotta tell you,
0: something about this movie worked for me I was oh. like it rocked
2: so I mean that's kind of that's debatable but I mean it's a great movie
3: that you know I, it's my right as a viewer as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films to have my opinions and be disappointed
0: but that's what I love about, about this group doing this podcast right now, is that on so many pages,
3: we're <laughs> like right there with each
0: other. But then, I mean, it, it's, it's almost inevitable that, uh, you know, half the time we're going to go, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I'm sorry man.
3: Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts...
2: She was the funniest looking chick I'd ever
0: seen. Oh my! Recording. God. Well, we are the Midwest Monsters podcast, and uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm. Uh... <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. So glad to have you here. This is the Midwest Monsters podcast. I am Grizzly Abner, joined by uh, Matt Chan. Professor Wagstaff, and we have a very special guest here this evening. A friend who's been on the show before you know him as the guy who helps the poor orphaned animals. You know him as the guy who plays in the band Lipstick and Parental Advisory. You know him from all the sweet cosplay he does. He is our friend. He's the salt and pepper
2: guy at all the conventions that all you ladies keep asking me about.
1: (laughs) His name is... (laughs) I don't know, because whoever that guy is sounds cool, and I don't think I'm that guy.
2: Hear that guys? Oh, I was drunk
1: right there. I know. <laughs> Mad Tim, quit Play on your computer. We're trying to do a podcast here,
0: son. Know, man. His name is Rybone. Thank you. Whoa. Finally. What, up, buddy? Getting here what to a journey. Point. Boy, what yeah. a what <laughs> a journey. What a what a he, what trip to get to this point.
2: Yeah, dude, we braved the tundra. I mean, it's Ooh, cold. Yeah. So we really did. Yeah, do yeah. Ooh, good segue. Oh, son.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an icy, cold night in Monkey, Indiana. It's about... <laughs> uh, last we checked, which was two hours ago, it was 11 degrees. Yeah. I bet it's down to 10 or 9 at this point. It was probably a, lower, it was a, yeah. yeah.
1: It was a balmy 11. Yeah, a, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of snow on the ground. It's been a snowy Sunday. And, and we braved the weather to get to Savage's Ale House to have some good treats and, and cold drinks. And uh, tonight... This weather plays in perfectly with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. you remember in the past, we've talked about Christmas horror, which was a fun episode. So we won't be talking about Christmas horror. We might bring that up real quick here in a minute. But tonight we are talking about winter horror. What are some good horror movies that are set in the winter? Good horror movies that you like to watch in the winter. Because as we know, Mad Chan don't care about watching them at any certain time. So, uh, oh, good did reference Yeah. Uh, right. reference that. Yeah. uh yeah. so, um, that's tonight's topic. And, uh, you know, me and the professor here, I don't know about you, Rybones. Bones. How, do, you, do you have seasonal stuff? Do you have stuff you like to watch certain times of the year, certain holidays, anything like that?
1: He just keeps watching Porky's. It's like over and over again. <laughs> it's on repeat. We got out. Uh, no, I don't think I really have anything seasonal that I necessarily like to watch. Um, but I do tend to, uh, I tend to watch more horror films in the summer than the winter, though. I don't know why
0: yeah. that is. Yeah. Know. Well, it's a lot of Westerns in the winter, personally. Yeah. You know, Westerns. Some are are distracting the cold. Yeah, <laughs> Westerns, are going on? Westerns they are take place slow. in the southern <laughs> southwest. It's real
2: warm. And happy, yeah, exactly. You
0: know. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're kind of slow paced, and everything moves a little slower in the wintertime. But, you know, there's definitely some winter horror that I like to watch. And yeah. uh, we talked about Christmas horror. We talked about Gremlins, Santa Slay, uh, Black Christmas. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, anything I left out? Oh,
2: no. Well, I mean, I I think we just did a barrage of different things, you know? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, those are some that winter setting, but definitely Christmas themed. Yeah, yeah. They're they're
2: themed around the holiday. Right. This is more snowed in when the snow's beating down on you. Because here in Indiana, we can, we can get a couple inches of snow. In a few hours, yeah, you know, yeah. and just be snowed in. Like we've been snowed in at Grizz's house before while yeah. recording sessions.
0: So we well, yeah, they, we got like six to eight inches in a night that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it
2: was it was well, pretty she creepy,
0: said,
1: man.
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> we just got that in Chicago up at Days of the
0: Dead. Yeah, yeah, Days of the Dead, we yeah, got, got snowed snowed we real got real, dumped
1: real. about seven inches that night. They yeah. said that was I, I saw in the news the next day that they said that was the most snow they've gotten in, gotten on an opening day of snow. In, like In 120 years. 20 years yeah. 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 I was like, oh, great. We're up here to experience that. <laughs> yeah.
2: It took me a but, half hour
1: to uncover my car.
2: So, but that's the theme is uh, the theme mm-hmm. of all the movies that we're pointing out is the weather and is particularly the snow and the the feelings. We're going to talk about a lot of, and maybe not a lot, but we're going to talk about the feeling of being trapped indoors and talk about the snow and the cat, it being a catalyst for certain horror movies and how that helps or hurts a film Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we're going to kind of bleed into um we did kind of like what we do for our roundtable discussions everybody kind of picked a movie and we're going to er, er, like we did for our matches but everybody kind of picked a movie and then we're going to go into a little roundtable discussion about other snowy horror movies
0: Totally. so
2: uh grizz do you want to start us off and let everybody know what you picked I don't remember (laughs) home alone that's a great winter movie I want to <laughs> one every winter. Uh, well, i'll just we'll just give you a rundown of the four yeah and what what's one of them Chris? uh
0: the thing by john carpenter
2: right
0: on uh so uh we talked about the thing which is one that we did cover briefly in uh admittedly not our favorite episode our john carpenter episode yeah. Uh, we, we kind of rushed through some John Carpenter films. We're not proud of that episode. You
2: know, maybe we'll revisit that one day.
0: Maybe we maybe. will. Maybe we will. Maybe. So we're going to touch on the thing here tonight. What else?
2: One of my favorites, Misery. Yeah. I, I love Misery, man. And uh, it's, we covered that a little bit in the King episode, but we felt like it needed revisiting. Mm-hmm. Because it's the snow is a catalyst for... Part of the reason he stays with Annie so long and lends her that credibility.
3: Yeah. Anybody
2: else?
3: Uh, the Shining, which yeah. I've made no secret is my favorite movie basically of all time. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm i very in the sense of like what you were talking about earlier and, and Mad Chan doesn't really worry about themes being appropriate to time of the year and things like that. I am, as, as you are as well, Grizz. Yeah. Um, and one because I lived with you. Before. Yep. <laughs> well, and one of my favorite absolute ones is Winter like, Horror because it's very easy to get in the mood when you got a foot of snow outside mm-hmm. and put on these movies where part of the horror comes from it, and it just it just works. But with The Shining, to me, it's the ultimate in winter horror yeah. because. And we'll go into it some, but you're basically, in essence, trapped with supernatural forces, or even if you view it differently as uh, a crazed family member, you you can't get out, and there's no one that can help you. Yeah. I mean, you are way up in the middle of nowhere. So to me, that's as good as it gets for a, for a winter horror movie, and, and the thing plays on, on that in different ways as well. But, and the uh, fourth
0: one is? Which, hang on real quick, but, as you said, with... The Shining, we talked about it in our King episode, yeah. we oh, touched yeah, yeah, yeah. on it, but, and we also touched on it in our Possession episode, in Passing, and mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, so things we've talked about before, but definitely we want to dig into it a little deeper tonight, yeah. for sure.
2: And the fourth movie would be...
0: Dead Snow. Dot Snow. Dead Snow. Which,
3: actually, uh, the anniversary it yeah, it was just by chance yesterday. Didn't even realize six, it. Yeah, six years ago yesterday. Yep, but uh, actually seven, I think. Yeah, maybe it was. I think 2009,
0: it was two thousand nine. Yeah, 2009,
3: yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was just by chance. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. We'll be talking about it yeah. tomorrow night.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of things that are time sensitive too, we want to take just one moment to uh, give a shout out to one of our favorite scary men in the horror business. Uh, Dear Angus Grim yeah. passed away uh uh was he 89 89 rich rich old age of 89 uh blessed to live that many years you know him as the tall man from phantasm just uh amazing amazing actor and uh should i give uh credit where credit is due most definitely will be missed absolutely boy (laughs) (laughs) you will
2: be missed bro okay so mad Chan, where we starting, bud? uh let's just dig right into uh i Let's dig into the newest one. Let's dig into Dead Snow. Okay. Because that was the last one we kind of talked about, and this was my pick. I remember this specifically from the day we planned the show out. I had never seen Dead Snow. And so let's – Dead Snow, 2009, director Tommy Ricola, writer Stigfraud Henriksen, and with the story by Tommy Ricola. Now, guys, I'm not going to get through all these names. Um, Erland, who was my favorite character – uh, was played by Jep Beck Laursen.
0: What what, Han, what country is this from?
2: It's Norway. Okay. It's, it's it's Norwegian. Um, Hanno is played by Charlotte Frogner. And Chris is played by Jenny Scavlin. And I only wrote those two names down because I could pronounce them. Yeah, Like the other ones are whatever. Um, so basically what Dead Snow gives us is a really cool, familiar setting. Uh, we start out. With these people going out to the middle of nowhere to a cabin, which is owned by a friend and one of the guy's girlfriends, actually, who's meeting them there. And they go out and when they stop the cars, they pull them over. The guy takes one of the guys takes off on a ski. Uh, what are they called? A snowmobile. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, guys, it's a 45 minute walk <laughs> to the middle of nowhere, yeah. which in through <laughs> the snow, the pouring down snow, the blizzard. Which kind of gives us our setting right there, man. And I thought that was amazing. It's like, all right, we've already isolated ourselves in six minutes. In six minutes, we know there's nothing, man. There's, there's no help coming. And I thought that was amazing. Initial thoughts on Dead Snow. Anybody? Um, <laughs> sorry.
3: There, That's there funny. are things I like about it. Uh, basically, the meat of it is fun. Yeah. Um, I wish that there was more of a backstory on why like they made a bigger deal about that and the build-up mm-hmm. you know to the unveil okay. um or uh, a better goal for them to solve the problem you know what i mean because yeah. it's such a rich idea yeah. to stumble upon it that i felt like was just completely flat um yeah. but the gore was cool i mean there was there's plenty of fun to be had in the film so mm-hmm. i don't consider you know a, a wash but that kind of disappointed me the first time I watched it. I'd already seen this before. Yeah. Uh, we watched it for the show and that, that was my really only hang up. Otherwise I like it. It's fun enough.
0: Chris, I got to agree with the professor. I think it's kind of flat. Um, and that's coming for me, the zombie guy, you know what I mean? Like I love a good zombie movie and I watched this a few years ago and never really planned on watching it again, but you wanted to watch it for the show. And I thought, Hey, this is a good opportunity to give another shot. Cool. To see if I like it. And, I'll never watch it again. Cool. Like, But I, I think people should watch it because it made such a big deal when it came you know, out. No, you don't
2: think people should watch it? It's okay. No, I'm <laughs> you, dude. I'm teasing <laughs> you so hard. Can I finish? Good. Can You're I good, finish? Good. Uh,
0: uh, but no, I think people should watch it because right. I think people should make their own opinion because I have lots of friends who are really into horror that think it's a great movie. Yeah. So obviously I'm the one missing something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just not clicking for me. So I think people should watch it, but yeah, it just... There's some good parts.
1: parts. Uh, Boner. Uh, So I I knew nothing about this movie other than the title and that it was on Netflix. um, Which as of of, uh, greatly did. You guys said this is what we're watching, so like all I I did is I kind of read the I read the synopsis and I was like, all right, this sounds pretty pretty dope. You know, I'm into it. Um, And then I uh, checked it out on Netflix, and the first thing. I'll be that guy. I was like, I gotta read this movie. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, you know,
0: they don't dub it on Netflix.
1: No. Oh, did
2: you watch a dub
0: version? Yeah, that's yeah I, love I read the whole movie, movie, man. That's probably why I didn't like it. Yeah, because we I had that conversation the with the host. Because I like the host right. better in the subtitles than I do with the dubs. See, that's yeah. a, that's
1: kind of important if we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Like, you have to read this movie, um, which I don't know. It's not. It's not a knock against um, uh, the movie. It's. It's. I'm a very passive. Uh, movie watcher, sometimes.
0: Well, and you hate the Norwegians.
1: Yeah. I, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's Norwegian. I'll show you my tattoo after we're done. No. <laughs> you're, you're a
0: reverse uh, white supremacist. Yeah. yeah. You, hate,
1: you hate the Norwegians. <laughs> you are walking a tightrope. <laughs> so, uh, you know, basically, you know, when I'm watching a movie sometimes and I know there's conversation going on, like in the cabin, you know, I don't have to necessarily be staring at the screen to know they're talking to one another. Right. But I have to if I'm having to read the dialogue. So right. I'm like, all right, I have to really turn off any uh, outside stimuli. To you can't be playing on your cell phone. Huh? Can't be, can't be no playing. And see, um, I'm a
0: big advocate for that these days. I don't yeah. want people playing on their phones while they're watching a movie. You know, yeah.
2: I used to get, I used to do that. I used to catch shit for that from uh, Just Hot or and uh, Nikki Chicks. I used to catch a whole bunch of gruff for that. And now I'm that guy. I'm you. Yeah. I'm just like, put your phone down. Put yeah. your tablet away. No, we're watching a movie. Right. Put yeah. your tablet. That's away. what we came
0: to do. Exactly. If we're watching trailer Park boys, play on your phone. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? All like, means. But you know, or if it's something we've watched a hundred times, play on your phone. If we're just hanging out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if this is a new movie. It all depends on kinda of like my mood when I'm watching it though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm very intrigued by something and sometimes I'm like, I'll give it a watch, but I'm not like hundred percent vested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, But okay. I, I here's the thing I liked about the movie. The second half of the movie there's virtually no dialogue. It's it's a lot of yeah. running and chasing and stuff. So you don't have to worry about that for long, necessarily. Um, but I thought the effects were fantastic in this, and I really thought that was impressive, given the, I, I'm sure, independent budget of this film. Right on, man, yeah. yeah. And now I'm going to give
2: you my initial thoughts, since Bones has told you everything he loved about it. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you, but once well, again, once again. Um, no, I'm, I'm just really pissed off that everybody doesn't love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> no, seriously, Like uh, my thing was like watching this movie, My initial thought was, here's my only quote. How had I not seen this movie before? Like, I loved it. I really did, because I had no expectations. I didn't know what it was. I didn't care that I had to read it, because five minutes in, I was invested. I didn't care. Um, Man, I love so much about this movie, because it has this, and I think the thing that made me love this movie so much is it started out with a familiar horror movie feel. Um, they have a bunch of Edgar Wright style cuts to it. The short flashes of things going on that he does in all his movies. And in like the first 10 minutes, we're talking, they're talking about horror movies that they love. They bring up evil dead one and two. They bring up all these different horror movies and like right there, right off the bat, it set the tone. It was like, Oh, this is a horror movie for horror fans. Go. I love it. Automatic. I think that's one of the things that got me and, I just loved it, man. Yeah, lots of nods to America. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like, it, and that was the thing because we always, you hear people like us. We're like, oh man, what about that Argento film? What about that Baba film? You know, mm-hmm. like we're always throwing these guys out there, these different direct, these foreign directors, and these guys are like, man, what about that Evil Dead dog? What about that April Fool's Day, nineteen eighty four? I even had oh, the man. brain
3: dead shirt on the one guy. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I, was love one I love that. I love that.
2: So I, I, really did. I got into it a bunch. Uh, do you want to lead us more into the movie?
3: Um, it's a
0: Nazi zombie cabin in the woods movie.
2: Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean um, the
3: the kids go up there basically just to have fun. Yeah, and there's Nazi zombies left over. Yeah, right there's a, around. I mean that's basically it.
2: There's mm-hmm. a heavy metal soundtrack that backs yeah. this movie. There's
3: some great kills. Let me oh, just say this: yes. really great. What's kills. most yes. important to me is the Nazi zombies look awesome they look, yes. they look oh, really, really yeah. cool
0: and the kills yeah, look really the good. kills were
3: cool too like yeah. that part which i realize is the most important part of why you tune in to watch a zombie <laughs> movie um the, the my complaints are only the reason it just it didn't it kept me from loving it yeah. i'm just kind of indifferent you know i mean like i enjoyed it like it's not something i won't watch again right. it's just if there were more of a reason why these zombies <laughs> are up there it right. takes five minutes give me Give me more of a storyline to it. I would have, I would have been more into it. I think.
0: See, but, and I think they wasted that time on stuff they didn't need yeah, to. The movie yeah, felt so long to me. Mm-hmm. The movie feels. Yeah, like it's it two does. Hours no, I will
2: give you that. that it's only an hour As, and a half. At certain points, you're just even while all the action's going on, you're like, "Damn, okay, we've seen it. Can we move? You yeah. know, like let's let's hit a different beat with a different character." Because yeah. I think that's the thing they um, and we're used to those horror movies now, like the the updated ones that give us. Three different characters, and we're flashing back and forth between them with it in minute or two intervals. Like, we know what's going on with Grizz, and then we know what's going on with the professor, and then we know what's going on with Bones, and then we cut back to you. And then you know, we're used to that as Americans. They were like, no, here's five minutes on these women. It's her running through the woods for five minutes, right. zombies chasing her, and then something happens. And now we cut to these two guys in the cabin. And they're here, and we follow them for ten minutes, and then we cut back to this other woman. So it's a—that's what makes it feel so long—is we're with people for so long. Yeah. And you—it's a lot of together time for a, a, a payoff. A payoff's cool, but it's like, man, you could have cut five minutes of her running. Yeah.
3: Like, th- I mean, this may sound goofy to you guys, but it—for me—it's something as simple as them accidentally pushing play on something in the cabin, in the style of like Evil Dead, right? Where they right. hear like Hitler's voice. Oh yeah. And here they come. And then you got me hooked, but it it was just the presentation of like what you guys are talking about. It's like a half hour before I see anything. Yeah, Yeah. I do not need a half hour to set the tone for kids partying in a cabin. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and, and that's, this, uh, that was my only complaint though, because I really do like the way the zombies look and, and the and the attacks.
2: We get the box filled with the uh, with with the German gold, with the uh, with the gold that the Nazis stole. Yeah, and, and
3: uh, then we don't know
2: why Warwick, that's
0: in the cabin. And then Warwick Davis comes for it. <laughs> well, that's, no, that's
2: what I'm saying. It's no very. David. They give you, like you said, it's like a, it's very, it's a very fancy cabin in the woods style movie that leads into an Evil Dead movie. You, in the basement, in the crawl space, they find this box. They bring the it up.
4: Space, yeah. yeah,
2: they bring it up. They open it up. They take out the shilling. The leprechauns all <laughs> descend on the earth <laughs> to come and get their gold back. It's really that. And then we—I love the creepy old man factor. I really did. I thought his him coming into the cabin and sitting them down and smoking a cigarette, drinking his coffee, and make like this is shit coffee. And then rolls his cigarette. And he's like, "Let me tell you, little bastards, a story." Mm-hmm. And he does that so well. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there reading for five minutes, and it it never slows down. It's a great story, but you're like, there's more to this story. Because that's the story we need to know. Why are the Germans there? Right. Okay. But there's more to it. They just went into the woods. How'd they get possessed? Or they ran into the hills. How'd they get possessed? Why are they still alive? And if you know this, why the fuck are you camping out here all by yourself in the tundra, (laughs) letting these things kill you? I just, there were certain things.
0: I think this was a sequel to The Keep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did anybody feel like there, there's a particular scene and i don't want to give away what happened a, a, a certain cast member modifies himself i'll say um, oh dude i
2: wrote that that's my did, note i did love that
1: anybody feel like that was that little scene right there was a nod to uh uh Shaun of the dead sean yeah, yeah that's not
2: that's ash straight up dude cuts it, his arm off
1: no no it, it felt like well i wasn't going to say that but no, it, okay. it felt like I that, that the way they cut that scene was almost like a sean of the dead feel. oh well like all of it, it yeah, cut, totally, like, yeah yeah yeah
2: one. yeah it's the edgar wright that's what i was talking about the edgar wright style of yeah, 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 yeah but i mean there's just that not dude straight off cuts his arm off yeah like ash i said oh <laughs> shit, he ashed himself <laughs> that's my that's my note. Oh shit, he ashed himself.
1: Spoiler alert, Single then he gets t-shirt. bit in a ball. <laughs> hey, that's what I put
2: next, just to get his dick bit off. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to let you guys uh, know that uh, I learned some Norwegian while watching uh... <laughs> oh, this movie. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my favorite Norwegian word I learned. Evil dead. Boom. All of that shit's Norwegian. I heard it all Rosetta in this Rosetta Stone. I son, love right
0: that there. movie, man. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, we, we, we also failed to point out that one of my biggest pet peeves takes place in this.
2: Oh, oh, is that Sex in the Outhouse?
0: That was one of them. Oh, the, I've got a, a big old note on that. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. <laughs> but no, the real one I wanted to point to was there was white people with dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys know I hate white people with dreadlocks. <laughs> Barf
1: City. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. Just came back from vacation to Cancun, man.
2: (laughs) Here's my exact note. The fact that dude not only scored, but with a hot chick in an outhouse, that gives hope to all asshole, chunky, know-it-all movie buffs the world around. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The outhouse sex scene has set the bar by which I'm going to judge all future sex scenes with chunky, know-it-all horror buffs.
3: Now, now let's think about this. Good-looking female. Oh, yeah. In her mind, decides, I'm going to go have sex with a dude taking a shit <laughs> in an outhouse in the Arctic conditions. She was practicing for the Blumpkin. I guess <laughs> we, we won't <laughs> go into the, that. The Blumkathlau, <laughs> yeah, Blump Norwegian. Bro. I yeah, I was watching. I was like, what is going on? Awful, yeah. It Look, was like on a moment from like an old exploitation film where somebody was just being ridiculous.
2: I was hoping that dude was going to get her, not the other guy. I was really because it looked like a teen, a teen hookup flick. Like they were paired off. His this is his girlfriend. That's his girlfriend. His girlfriend's coming in, so you two are going to have to decide who gets the hookup. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping the chunky fat, the chunky dude was movie. Oh, was for sure. No, no. I was, I was cheering for him. And he got her. In the house. Nah, playa. No. I, I laughed. I was like, man, dude. like She she wanted that dude so bad. She was just like, I don't mind the smell, bro.
0: <laughs> so they find the gold. The Nazis come.
2: Oh, yeah. So the Nazis come to get their gold back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we were talking do about. Do I was no just junkie, bad dude. Uh, so any closing remarks? on? Oh, dude, snow?
2: the guys, it, it, my opinion is check out that Snub. For real. Check out that snow! Man. I can in good conscience tell it's, it's Just once, right? yeah. it's just once, that, man.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think too the you know, with a lot of what, especially what we're getting ready right, to talk about, even the films we focused on in, in the roundtable, a lot of winter horror is very serious. So this is nice to throw in the mix. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and definitely. Then,
2: recommend that's that. the oh, and the, the, all goes back to the reason they're trapped in a snowstorm in a cabin, and there's tons of snow everywhere. It snows throughout the film. That's kind of why I wanted to add this to this particular set of moves.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was very appropriate. Mm, yeah. Okay, I just those. wanted to do Absolutely.
2: So I just Absolutely. I wanted to let Absolutely. the listeners know yeah. who might not have seen it. So go check it out for that. It may not be your winter horror favorite, but oh, it's nothing definitely... for the
1: kill scenes. Yeah, some yeah, really check it great it out.
2: ones in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Moving along. All next right. Kill.
2: Coming up next, we got Misery, 1990, written by William Goldman and directed by one of my favorite directors of all time, Rob Reiner. Hands down. Based upon the Stephen <laughs> King novel *Misery*, we got Paul Sheldon played by one and only Sonny James Jimmy Conn. We got Annie Wilkes beautifully played, masterfully played yeah, by Kathy did. Bates. So good. We got Sheriff Buster played by Richmond Richard Farnsworth, a guy who was in movies such as *A Day at the Races* and *Gone with the Wind* in the late thirties. Oh, this he's man so did a good. great job. And then we bring it back: Marcia Sindel played by the beautiful Lauren Bacall. Yes, Bogey and Bacall. She's in this movie. Um, Great, up man. I love this movie. Let's uh, let's take it around. That's my opening thought. I love this movie. Everybody else, it's so good. (laughs) Oh man,
0: it's so good. It's just so fun. Like, and this was one that I could sit and like. I was just telling you, don't play on your phone while you're watching a movie. Oh yeah. This is a movie that I could sit and like cruise on my phone and just look up and go, yeah, you know what's coming, (laughs) right? Right. Because this is like the fifth time I've watched it. I love it. It's so good. So, yeah, it's so well done. It's so isolated. It's Every part is played
1: masterfully. Yes. Masterfully. Uh, a perfect reverse Florence Nightingale. <laughs> You're not in love with your nurse anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, matter of fact, your nurse is what's causing your ails. I'd read, There's uh, no Stockholm Syndrome going on no, here. Not no, at all. I, yeah. I, I, I'd read that where, uh, uh, when it was written, I, Stephen King said it was you know i guess he addressed it years and years later that it was his take on his substance abuse that kathy bates plays the drug and Mm -hmm. you know he plays the the victim yeah i was like well so i kind of watched that going well that makes sense because he's always you know james con is always asking kathy bates to eat you know make me feel better help me feel better and and, and then she's supplying crippled at home yeah exactly yeah yeah. so it was it was beautifully done but i think the whole movie could be could be subverted in, in in today's age with two words, and that's on-star. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so very true. Hey, play, you don't get
0: on-star in a classic Mustang like that. <laughs> you got a yeah.
2: 65 Mustang with on-star. Exactly. This, this for me... This 65 movie, and a half. <laughs> this
3: movie never creeps onto any all-time list for me. It's never one that's at the forefront oh, of really? my brain as, you know, my favorite horror movie. I got you. But every yeah. time I watch it, I'm reminded, it's great. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just not one of those ones you think of. Yeah, it's in, not one of those on my terms, top twenty lists. But man, it's it is it's perfect. Yeah, for for winter horror, for what we're talking about tonight, is perfect for it. Um, but yeah, like from top to bottom, it's a small cast, and but everyone is just great at exactly what they need to do. Oh, yeah, it. um, it's it's very uh, nuanced film too. I, which is something I kind of paid more notice to this. Like every little movement just seems so calculated with personal flair from the you know each actor so yeah i mean from start to finish i i really enjoy it it's a a great one and i always think of junior walker and the all-stars and shotgun with him jamming to
2: that at the beginning that's Uh the first thing
3: i think of when i think of misery is him jamming to that song
2: man uh this is that movie man and no matter what where i'm at if i'm flipping through the channels i will stop and watch this Mm -hmm. i'll just leave it on like oh misery's on i got you and it's just one of those films, I agree, it's never, if you ask me my top, well, we've done that, we've done top fives, top tens, misery's never hit there, but Kathy Bates is so brilliant in this movie, yeah. like, she makes, I, I love me some Jimmy Kahn. don't get me wrong, I love James Conn, but Kathy Bates makes oh, this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man, there's, she gives a performance that is just absolutely amazing. And the, um, one of my first notes here is, that this movie gives you that trapped feeling. Mm -hmm. that the feeling you get when you're caught in a heavy snowstorm. Like, he can't go anywhere. And he's at the mercy of her because he's hurt in the beginning. But the snow is the catalyst that keeps him there. Right. Oh, the roads are still down, Paul. You can't talk to the outside world because the phones are still down, Paul. And he buys it because the snow. Yeah. You see, so that's kind of a lead-in. We don't find out about her character until later on in the movie. But the snow is that catalyst. It gives you that cold feeling. It's like when do we have that blizzard? The snow's what put him there. The snow's what keeps him there. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that.
0: I think that there's no wasted shot in this film. Yeah. There yeah. No wasted line of dialogue. It's very slick. Yeah. Everything about it is a
1: tidy package. And the way it's the way it's done, it could it could easily be a play. Yeah. Oh you know I mean? yeah, that's a great point. Because it, you know, there's very few set changes. Mm-hmm. Um
3: is a play, yeah, you know. Currently, is and not doing well.
1: Yeah, but it, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's just yeah. the idea that it's you know talk about the isolation. It's not like there's a whole lot of mm-hmm. you know different uh, sets going on here, and yeah. so you kind of feel trapped in that house too a little bit. Yeah, it starts to weigh in on you as you yeah, go because yeah. you're not looking at much else. That's yeah, a good point. So you
2: should check it out. Laurie Metcalf, Jackie from Roseanne, yeah, yeah. is Kathy Bates' really? character, and Bruce Willis is Jimmy. Oh, Con. is this
1: on Broadway or whatever? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: because so, I heard he's having trouble. Friend, uh, <laughs> Our friend from high school, Andy Dar, was the one who told me it was a play right now. Right. He said, Bruce Willis is doing so bad, they're feeding him his lines. Through, through, an, earpiece. Uh, through an
2: earpiece, yeah. Thank but
0: you. I've got to imagine, Lori Metcalf has got to be great in this role. Oh, oh be- i sure. She plays right. crazy well. Yeah. She is crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> flat- well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah she yeah, can yeah. do that. Yeah, like, She can switch that on. Um, does anybody have any specific things they want to bring up about this? Because I have a few different scenes that I kind of want to bring up. And then uh, I'll let seams? you guys I'll roll, specific thing. Uh, um, the cobbling scene still makes me cringe. Hobbling, is it hobbling or I read cobbling. I thought she said hobbling. Either way, like when she busts, okay, when she busts his ankle, good. But when she ankle
0: snaps, son.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we so we know that in the book we will call it
0: ankle snappling.
2: <laughs> in the book, she initially cuts off his left foot.
0: Oh yes
2: that. Uh, it's not a spoiler the book's your been out for many years in the book she initially cuts off his left foot and don't um, be
0: using your fancy learning on no. this episode so
2: the thing is when they wrote the screenplay the uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay said he would only adapt it if he could make sure he added that scene hmm. and he wrote it into the initial script and rob Reiner's the one who changed it oh and ultimately, it worked out the way it worked out. It was, it's gruesome. It is. Like, cause the second one you don't see, but that first one, you see the foot snap and swing.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, awesome. I showed
2: it to my daughter the other night, and she was just... Well done. Why? My, no, she was. She was just, I want to watch this with you. I was like, okay, it gets intense. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to shy away from it. It's not right, that bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. 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 Um, the, and the other thing that comes to mind is that scene where Annie Wilkes comes in, She's downtrodden, and she's holding the gun. She pulls the, the gun out of her. Yeah. yeah, she's talking
3: about the blues. Yeah,
2: talking about how she has the blues. and You're going to leave in a few days, Paul. The snow's going to break. You're going to be done with the book, and you're going to leave. And I was just like, oh, like every time I will just stop when I hear that and just watch. And I'm doing this for those of you who can't see me. I got my hands clapping, and I'm, oh, my God. Like that is just, she delivers that so perfect, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what I thought was brilliant from a survival standpoint is uh, when, you know, James Conn, she brings the typewriter paper to him and he's like, oh, this is uh, the wrong kind of paper. I need, the smudge. You know? yeah, it smudges, you know, and, and, you know, he shows her that he types the word smudge and smears it on the paper. And that was his catalyst to get her out of the house. I was thinking, wow, that's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. That, you know, he was able to to pick up on something that will get her out of the house. Jimmy Conn is very smart in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is. man. Yeah.
2: Like, Paul Sheldon, dude, like, that's a that's a neat character.
3: Man. Yeah. His temper that got him killed in the famous scene of uh, another movie is quite the opposite in this one. Yeah. Well,
0: and they both play it so well. They're both brilliant. Which I think is a testament lo- to
3: Reiner as well. Yeah, and I, I
0: love how right she. she comes back in and she's like, oh, you wanted to do this? Well, I found your key, so <laughs> yeah. I found yeah. your lockpick, you know? like You looking for this knife? <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah, dude, yeah. Her yeah. temperament yeah. is insane how it's, quick it changes. It scares me yeah, every like time. Fun. Every time, she's like, "Oh, and I found your knife." I'm like, "How did you find the yeah. knife?" I was like, "Oh, it was so good." <laughs> so, isn't this
2: a weird, twisted thing, man? Like, uh, so Rob Reiner saw the Saw the Shining, and decided that he wanted to make a Stephen King film. He makes Stand by Me. Stephen King sees Stand by Me and will only sell the rights to Misery. If Rob Reiner's involved. So, so Rob one Reiner, time
3: Stephen King had a backbone for selling one of his. So <laughs> yeah. Stephen King did that. He Rob Reiner agrees to direct David. this.
2: And then what did they do? Rob Reiner turns around and offers it to Jack Nicholson, who turns it down. Now, granted, it was offered to every major A-list Hollywood wow. celebrity, but Nicholson was the one that turned it down before Jimmy Compton. It had been a completely different say, movie. Thank God. he could yeah. You don't Candy need two crazies. <laughs> <laughs> <You know what laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think, and that's the thing, as much as I love Nicholson, I don't think well, he could have done what Jimmy no, did in this movie.
1: No, I agree. No. It would have been totally different when he picks up the typewriter and be like, I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't. <laughs> I like how your Nicholson sounds like your ribos. No, it sounds more <laughs> like Christian Slater. That <laughs> was a good Slater. <laughs> <I like> that's <laughs> his heathers. I love the, um,
0: I don't know, I love that he writes the story, you know, he's got his version of the story and Kathy Bates freaks out and she makes him burn it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was great. But then
0: he writes the version that she wants. Yeah. And holds it hostage. And then he burns it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to say this, that's a, that, that to me is a great point because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, and this is a testament to the direction and Kathy Bates. I actually, felt sorry for her and did not know why when he's burning it yeah. because it's like I see this obviously um, woman with problems uh who has not been the nicest to him she's dangerous <laughs> she's scary at times but I also see a lonely creature who lives for these books and she's you know what I mean it's dangled in front of her and nope it just breaks her heart.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it too
3: long. I think the viewer quickly comes back to reality and you guys may, maybe never even went there. But for an instant, I was—I actually felt pity for this woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> why he's doing that. Right. And then, you know, when he cracks her in the face, then I'm reminded <laughs> well, what, I love it, what yeah. the problem was. Uh, something I want to mention is I love when she is talking to her hog. It, uh, <laughs> it brings just great joy. And the scrapbook, I think, is, is very well done with the backstory on that. Yeah.
4: You can't. <laughs> no we're not oh saying this on the goodness, air no, you, man, i've got so a great note out. i've got a great note i'm oh, sorry
0: yeah. Wilson. but no you're right you're exactly
3: right um <laughs> i must have missed something here
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an oh, inside joke that we're not gonna oh, say on no, the air
0: because man. we love this person right mm. but uh so uh, about kathy bates
2: so <laughs> kathy, kathy bates is you like she was absolutely amazing man um Oh, my goodness. There, there's that one scene, and this is the last thing I'm going to bring up, is there's a scene where Jimmy Khan has been saving his pills, these pills that knock him out. That's brilliant. He's been yeah. saving them, and he puts <sighs> them in this package, and he keeps it, and they have this that wine to celebrate the return of misery. And then he spikes her wine yeah. with this knockout juice and she tips the shit over. That at that moment you crush you, you know, it, yeah. I was crushed. As a, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was crushed. Yes. I was like, like oh no. he's fucking stuck, she knocked it over. Like so much planning like, went oh into that and, and time and yeah. Uh, man, like you guys watch misery, man. Like that's it. That's my final thought. Yeah, it's
3: you totally know? worth So to back to what I was saying when you guys were completely somewhere else. The scrapbook Let's us know we're oh, dealing yeah. with a serial she's killer. Yeah, yeah, she's this a baby she's is, a yeah. baby killer. Yeah, which is oh. a whole darker, scarier idea that the movie really doesn't exploit, which I think right. is a good thing. Yeah. I think that we have just enough there and leave it there on those pages. But I thought that was uh, great the way he did that, and you know, you kind of just unfold it, and you're realizing like yeah. he is not getting out of here. Yeah. This is not good. Yeah, <laughs> this well, is our concern, dude.
0: And What I love too is the juxtaposition of that she is a killer, but she's also like this strange moralist. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, you can't write that
4: filth.
0: Yeah, think I
2: get some bitching <laughs> hog feed? You want the filth <laughs> flam and the filth? Good
1: duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't land. walk into the my bank. My boy and, went
2: to buy the ticket.
1: Yeah, what does she say? I, don't I didn't say no damn bank.
2: filth, Far, filth, Far. filth. I'm offended you called. Fuck
1: you. What does she say? She says, I don't walk into the bank and say, here's a big fucking check or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So. All right. Yeah. Wrapping up misery here. It's a masterpiece. It's oh. great. It is good. And yeah. it's, and it, like I said, it's one that doesn't make any of my top lists. You oh. know what I'm saying? But it's one that. Everyone an, should watch it's an advertisement for Onstar, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we never explained that he he crashes his his Mustang in the yeah. snowstorm and she's a crazy fan and she kidnaps him and yeah. puts him in the house. That's the beginning. Yeah. We're talking yeah. <laughs> the there's the plot device right there. <laughs> so yeah. I want a Richard Farnsworth t shirt. So just putting that out there. He's a stone cold player in <laughs> yeah, this movie. Is. Stone <laughs> cold. <laughs> All right. So moving on, Mad Chan. What so, I next? think the
2: thing that we're going to talk about next is exactly that. The, the thing. thing. The yeah. thing. Um, so, I just got to point out that every time I see a man that looks so much like Kenny Loggins, <laughs> it, it just it just makes me jealous. Because I've always wanted feathered hair and a, and a nice beard, and I'll never have the feathered hair part. But damn it, every movie I see with Kurt Russell and facial hair, I am jealous of this man.
1: You, you, like, you, I just you, saw
2: yeah. Hateful Eight. You want to talk about a movie that's cold, that makes you cold. That movie made me so cold watching Hateful Eight, dude. Like, because the, the the setting and the whole yeah. carriage ride, I couldn't get warm. And I rocked with the carriage the whole time. Dude, that's another one. And it's not in this. It's the door's warm. broken. You got to nail it shut. What? <laughs> nail it shut. <laughs> nail it shut. Anyway, man. Hateful Eight. You got to check that out. Uh, the Thing, 1982, director John Carpenter, writer Bill Land- Lancaster, pardon me. Um, I've got a few of these to get through, but R.J. McReady's played by Kurt Russell. Dr. Blair's played, played by me, Wilford Brimley. Knowles um, <laughs> is played by my man, T.K. Carter. Childs is played by Keith David. And Clark Keith is David. played by Richard Mouser, Mazur. And that's an all-star cast that wasn't even an all-star cast yet, bro. Yeah. Like, The Thing was beautifully, beautifully cast um initial thoughts i'm just going to give mine since i'm already talking and i do that anyway man i love the thing yeah Yeah. i just really do and i know it's a remake and i know it's not a a truth you know shot for shot i mean i love the idea of the thing because it's not it's a horror movie but it's not a horror movie it's a whodunit it's a trust film it's a film about guys it's a suspense thriller it's all wrapped up into one giant fucking ball of Action packed bomb, you know, like they're throwing sticks of dynamite and blowtorchers. I mean, dude, this movie is awesome. Anybody, I don't mm. go ahead. You can't follow me, dog. Blowing shit up. I got descriptions, it's cool.
0: I'm better now. I want to come back inside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, that Wolf. I'm not Wilfred Brimley, but I was at one point. Yeah. No, no, you're not
3: understanding me.
2: So, I'm yeah. better.
3: I'm
0: better. I want to come back inside. Do you think he was talking about the diabetes?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was like, I no so longer it. have the diabetes. So I'm tell I
3: you, to the day after mind. Halloween, when they have all the candy on sale, I've always wanted to take little printouts of Wilfred <laughs> and and <laughs> just stuff them in all the bins. Anyways, getting back you to go the subject. Ahead, no, go ahead. Um, um,
0: I really enjoyed the thing. I really enjoyed the thing. This is another one of my earliest uh, horror film memories. I remember the, uh, my dad watching this and really enjoying it. Um, and I think... What I remember most about it as the kid is the isolation in the snow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's there's a lot to say about that in this film. I mean, they're in uh what, Antarctica? As isolated as you can get. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh yeah, not, not a whole lot else rocking down there. Yeah. So even if you did get away from the camp, where are you going, playa? You know what I mean? The, there
2: is no place to go. They show you, us that with the helicopter.
0: Yeah, you can go to the Norwegian camp. Good luck with that. What is
2: it with us and Norwegians <laughs> in right, the cold, exactly. oh, Seriously.
0: Right. Or as uh, Kurt Russell kept calling the crazy Swedes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're not Swedish, Mac. They're Norwegian. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't say it. The guy said it.
0: There's Captain
3: Ron. When you so,
2: yeah. You hey, uh, get lost. let just pull it I
3: just want to say, I, I really enjoy this film. Yes. Favorite special effects of all time
2: for mm-hmm.
0: me.
3: Really? Yes. Um, More so
2: than Alien or The Abyss. Yes. Okay. Anything
3: uh, right behind it, I would put American Werewolf in London. Okay. Cool. So those would be, to me, those are the best two for actual
2: practical special effects. So Professor um, is saying that Rick Baker is number two. No, not body of work, but <laughs> individual individual movie.
3: No, yep. Dude, I got um, you. Now, if you consider this sci-fi horror, I would put this as my number one sci-fi horror. Cool. Um, yeah. You could you could easily classify it's, it that way. Yeah, I think it's very easy to get wrapped <laughs> up in stuff set in space or, you know, a 100 yeah. years from now. But to me, this is sci-fi horror. Yeah. And I would put it number one. And I love the original, but the original was not true to the story this is. It needed to be remade. So mm-hmm. cool. those are my initials.
0: What was your father's text about the original?
3: Uh, he was, yeah. he, he was pointing out that the thing from another world was a carrot, which is you know, the, the end result. We have a monster in the film, but that's what it comes from.
2: All right. Who, who has to give their initial
1: thoughts? Uh, I actually watched this just within the last 12 months. Um, I'd never really seen For it before. For the first time? Yeah, yeah, I'd never seen it before. And uh, I haven't picked it up on Blu-ray. Um, I really loved it. I really did. I, I thought that the plot device, again, of being completely isolated – uh, Lends to the fear factor of it all But more so um, it, it You know once they're inside the, the campsite Or whatever you want to call it Their, their facility um, The story kind of goes Who is for lack of a better term Possessed Who has this germ or whatever in them now And how do you know the ten people you're sitting around Which one's infected with it Because one of you is And how do you, you know, get that brought out And find out who is your new enemy you know? Yeah. I thought that was phenomenal. They were always trying to track down who had it and who you know, how do you trust one another and stuff like that. That was really cool.
2: That's actually one of my notes. This is a great who who's who movie.
1: You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying?
2: Like who's got it and they, they come up with ingenious ways to do that. And there's so many men and the trust factor going on once they figure it out. But the thing I think I loved more about this movie is I love the scene where they're sitting around brainstorming trying to figure out what's going on. What the creature actually was. People in movies don't do that anymore because now we expect the smart audience or the whatever. When back then they used to have people that would come out and tell you the plot device. Somebody in the movie would come out and be like, Steve, there's two aliens that came out of that ship over there and now they're possessing people. Like, this is one of those movies where they legit sat and talked about it. Is it this? It must be taking over people. Well, why do you think it's doing that? Because of this. Like, they they drive along the story and punch into you what's going on by doing that. Yeah. And I think that was very interesting because we don't do that in movies now. Yeah. Now we expect the audience from a cutscene to understand what's happening. And this movie is like, no, 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 we need to talk about this. Are we all in agreement that they're aliens? Yes. Okay. And they're trying to take over people? Trying to be like a host?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. So, I mean, I thought that was really well done.
3: And I think in in... Apparently, human beings have to have reason for, for something when they're scared. Yeah. And that's what's terrifying about this is you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not only are you trapped in this small space, but there, you have no way to figure it out. You cannot protect yourself. You cannot figure it out. I mean, it's all happening fast, and there really isn't a way to you know, figure it out before it's become a problem. Other than just trying your best. And to me, that's what's scary about it is got two, you know, major basic things that go on with human beings that are scary. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're helpless out there in the in the location and then you have really no way to truly protect yourself in there at at that quick of a pace with something that you don't understand where you I mean, you're basically figuring out I can't tell by looking at you if it's you. That's scary, and
0: that's a much deeper issue yeah. that even we still face today. You think about like this whole uh, like Syrian refugee crisis. We mm-hmm. want to be able to like, well, of course, human nature. We want to let people in and protect them and give them a safe place. But I can't tell by looking at you that you're not a terrorist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is very basic human level stuff. I mean, they here, do like, that at
1: the airport too at TSA security screenings. <laughs> right. Thing.
0: Right. They see me. I've got a big beard. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you've got like these religious texts and a big beard. We better stop you and screen you. <laughs> we're going to you know put you I mean? through the metal detector anyway. Right. Right. So that's a very basic human thing is that like we want to be able to look at things and identify that you're the enemy. And when we can't do that, we're terrified. That's a big part and, of this and movie. It, and
1: it all stemmed from the dog in the beginning. Right. Uh, Which was, is a great intro. These, yeah, it was the catalyst of how it. Uh, came into the camp or the you know facility that they're in and it basically morphed out of the dog and jumped onto a human. And, well, I love how the know. guys
0: reacted the same way most of us would. We're like, hey, it's a good-looking dog. Quit shooting at it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. Hey, quit being a dick. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> what did this dog do to you? Why is oh, this helicopter so mad at this dog? <laughs> yeah. Now, now, in
1: hindsight, you're like, shoot, shot him. Shoot, sure. shot <laughs> the dog. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Dude, Kurt Russell is a badass in this
0: movie. He, is, he is. And
2: you can... If you watch any other Kurt Russell movie, and you're like, "Yeah, fuck Snake Bloodskin. Kurt Russell's a badass in this. Props
1: movie. to his hairdresser; that stuff was on point.
2: Dude, he's Kenny Loggins. Out in Ugh. this movie, he's walking around with a stick of dynamite. At one point, he's like, "I blow everybody here up. I ain't even caring." He's holding a flamethrower yeah, and a When pack they, of dynamite. Cover him
3: in the room. Oh, wait, that was a great yeah,
0: scene. Oh,
2: son, he's got a—he is legit. He exactly he's sitting it. there with a flare and a stick and a bundle of dynamite. Like, come on. Like he yeah. ain't giving we, up. We, we I wish
0: down. I wish I was as damn handsome as Kurt Russell was. Hey, get mine, buddy. <laughs> I'm telling
2: you, <laughs> the blocks that it's beard. He's so oh. dreamy, <laughs> man. Like. <laughs> Kenny Loggins took one look at Kurt Russell and was like, that's it for the rest of my life. Mad Chad,
0: do you remember when we were at that flea market in Cincinnati and you were like, what's up with that Kenny Loggins puppet up there? The guy was like, it's Jesus and it's not for sale.
1: (laughs) You know how to hold him and fold him too. I never heard that. And not Kenny
2: Rogers, Kenny Loggins. Okay, Logan, yeah,
0: come on, play yeah really. Focused. I wanted
2: to fly into yeah. the danger zone. Yeah, and that guy was like, "It's Jesus. It's not for sale." <laughs> and right. I couldn't argue with that. I was like, like, "All right."
0: Yeah, that's fair enough.
2: And from now on, I'm gonna be like, "You sure that's not Kurt Russell from the thing?"
0: So, um, sure it's not Kenny Loggins. I, act as I, Kurt Russell from the thing. I
1: just see him going to a church and go. Why is Kenny Loggins
0: on that cross up there? Like, <laughs> oh, believe me. I've been with him when he's done.
2: In I've said trace. that, dude. I've said that. In I walked in and if you get enough people who don't know me around me, I'm just like, what's Kenny Loggins hanging up there?" Like, they really hated his last album. Back to <laughs> the, the field. They nailed it to a cross. Yeah,
0: let's
3: get away from this. Back to the field.
0: Um. <laughs> all right, so you brought up special effects. Yes. Yes. And the special oh, effects are magnificent. Yeah. Yes. yes. I want to say that. And they hold up over time. Friend of the show, Vinny, that baby looking thing was over here. That big- baby looking thing. Uh, watching it with me, and it does hold up. But I do want to say that I don't like those weird little worm finger things that shoot out of like the dog and all the other
3: things. No,
2: I love those. Really? It's just but like it's a preference
0: a- thing for me. I just yeah, think it's just weird.
3: Aesthetically, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. just okay. like it's just I gotcha. weird. Everything else looks so good. Everything mm-hmm. else is so feasible. Then it's like spaghetti. I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, that's my, that's the only bad thing I have to say about this.
2: Film. Yeah, the yeah. thing I, I always looked at those as like feelers. Yeah, no, I get like, what yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, 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 It was just like, I grab onto? It was like, no, no, no. I'm going to use this to, this is the texture of this. I mean, you know, like, feelers. yeah, it's like, but no, I get you. I can see how that In works. order
0: to imitate it better. Right, right, yeah.
2: right. And like, man, when the head oozes yes. off the table. Yeah. Oh, right, oh, man, right there alone. The, the autopsies
3: and, yeah, the defibrillators. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the dog scene was great. <laughs> the fingers in the face later. Oh, the
2: fingers in the face was oh, amazing, Do dude. you
3: mean the special effect from Society?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked amazing. Dude, it really it looked did. amazing. When Walter Brimley puts his hand on that dude's face and his yeah. fingers just
1: slide yeah. into it. Oh, was, my
3: God. He was not all right. He didn't need to come back inside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 2016 now, now, and visually the movie still holds up. Yeah, it really does. Well.
0: And as, that was the point. When Vinny when and yeah. I were watching it, he said some guy at work was like, oh, I rewatched it. Or some guy on his Facebook was like, oh, I rewatched it. And it doesn't hold up. And we watched it, and we were like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, he needs to watch more movies. Yeah, yeah he should yeah. care about movies.
1: I mean, it's not like there's anything that necessarily dates the movie in it other than some of the technology around them. But- so yeah. Well, well that's what go go I like, love, for... that they
3: don't make a huge <laughs> emphasis to that. I think that yeah. helps.
2: So real quick, I haven't partaken. I don't. we're not going to spend time on this. I just got to ask. Anybody seen the remake of the thing?
3: It's a, well, it's a, it's a prequel. It's a a prequel. And, and for that, it's actually kind of cool the way they handle some of it. Like some of the things that you see in the thing, they create a, the backstory for. So like an ax in the wall that is grabbed. That happens in the prequel.
2: It takes place
0: at the Norwegian base camp.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I'm good. I'm good. And you see where the dog comes from. You see
0: where, and I, I, that's only what I've heard. I haven't seen it. The
3: problem is is they just released it and called it the thing. Yeah. Right. See, and, I and didn't so know so. Everyone when went... figured it was a
2: remake. I haven't I haven't owned this movie in some years. Like when I purged a couple years ago, it was one of the five hundred that left. And I was like, ah oh, I man, I'll probably see it again one day on the next level platform. And then when we decided to do this, I was like, Oh shit, I need the thing back. <laughs> and I got it. I picked it up, but I couldn't find the Blu ray and all I could find was this new thing. All I could find for like weeks. And then eventually I got online and was like, here we go. And I got it.
0: So I want to, I want to name one more scene before we go into the final scene here. The blood testing scene. Great. Yeah.
3: I had a
2: note on that too. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes
0: in cinematic history. Where they right. like put the fire on it. Oh. Brother, I
2: jumped and I knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> right? I jumped. Every Holy time. Shit. Every time it gets me. It's yeah. so good. So It's a great suspense do you mind cutting me the fuck loose? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just so good. So good.
1: Perfect winter horror film. Yeah.
2: It really is, man, because there's no place to go. Now, if we're going to wrap up the thing or get close to wrapping up the thing, we have to have this conversation. We have to have it. Why don't we just sit here for a little while and see what happens? Yeah. What happens?
1: Keith David infected. Yep. Keith David's yeah. infected. Keith David.
2: Everybody thinks Keith David. Yep. Is it because, is it because McCary, McCready, McCready, <laughs> Mindy McCready, is it because McCready is our, our hero throughout nope. the movie? Nope.
1: nope. It's, it's because you think
2: Keith David's infected.
1: Because he's breathing heavy and Keith David is not, I don't even know if he's breathing. He's just, yeah, right, he's okay. there. And there's you See, yep, yeah. you yeah. don't see breath.
2: Okay, yeah, because right, right. we make it a point. Kurt Russell's got these big billowing. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. And I
0: never noticed. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm nerdy enough that I noticed that. Oh,
2: I, I, I noticed his. I never even thought right. to look at Keith David's.
0: I'm just going to say because somebody, I think another podcast or another article I was reading brought it up, and this time I paid sp- specific attention to it and rewound it and made Vinny pay attention to it. You, Keith David does have some light puffs of breath yeah you can see a little bit a little bit but i think that's just natural whereas you know russell's are big
1: yeah russell's got the big billowing Yeah, because they've just yeah. they've just escaped you yeah know? And he's right, one right. of them's calm and one of them is obviously exasperated yep well so, and the
3: beard we talked
1: about you don't lose with that beard no
2: he's like okay so you guys all think keith david was infected absolutely yeah. cool man. but
1: i love how it leaves it very uh you know up to the Person watching to decide. I kind of dig that. That line. Why don't we just say, he's like, what are we going to do
2: now? He's like, why don't we just sit here for a little while and figure it out? He's like, I'm ready to die. As long as this, you know, like, I'm done. I blew up base. You know what I'm saying? Just to try to rid it. But if you're one of these things, then Mm -hmm. we're just going to sit here
1: and see what I mean, eventually, uh, ideally, what happens is they both die. You know, because even if he kills Keith David, if he's the one infected, where is he going for refuge and shelter, and right. like to call somebody to say, "Hey, you can pick me up now." And Listen, going if you had a
0: beard like that, you'd figure it out. You just wrap yourself in the beard, right, stay right.
1: warm. No, I'm just so
2: you guys think that, you guys think that Keith David was the infected. I think, so. I think it leans towards Keith David being the infected. Yeah, but I mean, I don't see why McGready would ever be MacReady would ever be the infected.
3: No,
0: like I
2: don't see at any point during the whole no. entire
3: end scene. I mean, just play devil's advocate. Uh, very much of the movie, he is on his own, especially later on with him venturing out into things. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always the opportunities. You know what I mean? I can't think specifically, and I I don't think he
2: is, but right, I mean, right. there
3: there is a lot of lot of uh, hero on his part. You know, with seeking out and, and moving. See, and ship and on I think that's own. the reason
2: I can't. Believe, I would never believe that yeah. he was the infected anyway. Is because he are he is our hero. Yeah. We've seen him be the one to defy things and. Tie everybody up and run his tests, and mm. you see what I'm saying. Like anybody that was infected would just be like, "I, I, I it's Dave." Yeah, it's still Dave. Yeah. You know, so I'm better now. You. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. I so that's, that's that, where we uh, all stand. Every you guys all stand that Keith David was the infected. And yeah. I stand that hey, it was a good movie. Yeah. and he can't
3: listen to directions because when I was a volunteer at a convention, he left a long line and asked me where the bathroom was, and I told him, and I watched him walk down and go the other way. Did you piss He's gone race for like with 20 Keith minutes. David? Yes, I did actually. Tell him about that. Later in the day, I was peeing at the urinal, and he was in there, and he just goes, "Want a race?" I was like,
1: <laughs> "I'm good." No, you should be like, just "Let's laughed. just stay here for a while and see what happens." <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I sure wish I would have thought of that. Oh, that would have
2: been. If you want a race? Why don't we just stand here for a little while and see what happens? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh, that's good oh, stuff, brother. Check, <laughs> brother, I'm going to keep that on point next time I see you. <laughs> the only no other line
1: no matter, you could say no to him. No matter
2: what he asked me, he's like, so are you going to get an autograph? Why don't we just see?" here for a little
1: while? The only, thing, yeah. the only other thing you could say to him is just put on the damn glasses.
2: God <laughs> may live. All right, brother. Well, final thoughts on mine is watch the thing. Oh, absolutely.
0: Buy the thing. Buy yeah. the yeah. Thing. Okay, there you Buy them shits. The, the it's Blu-ray's beautiful phenomenal. on Blu-ray. It's yeah. beautiful.
3: Yes, it is. <clears throat>
2: That leads us to The Shining,
1: 1980. Uh, I believe you mean the Shinnin, The, the
0: Shinnin, sh- The shinning. Boy, you used that Shinnin. 1980,
2: written by Diane Johnson and Stanley Kub, Kub, Kubrick. Okay. Kubrick, <laughs> and also directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> no, I know it's Kubrick, guys. I'm just, <laughs> somebody's losing their i uh, yeah, No, like somebody out there is just like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Uh, Jack Torrance played by the uh, wonderful Jack Nicholson Wendy Torrance played by Shelley Duvall and Danny Torrance played by Danny Lloyd Shelly Duvall had to be a bitch and be the only one who was not named after her character <laughs> yeah. uh, Dick O'Halloran played by the wonderful Scatman Crothers and Lloyd the Bartender played by the wonderful Joe Turkle Alright let's move into the shinning Initial thoughts? Loved it Go ahead
0: oh. It just becomes more of a masterpiece every time I watch it Every time. Okay. And, uh.
2: Well, that's all we need to talk about for The Shining. Guys. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> Round table. <laughs> can we. No, but go on.
0: Can we admit that Shelly Duvall is equally scary and cute? And cute? I, I would thought
2: say
0: only cute. cute. I thought she no. was
2: cute in Popeye. I didn't think
0: she was cute
2: <laughs> in
0: this. She's scary and cute. She's not scary at all. No, she's scary just looking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's like, looks like a crackhead? So you're saying
3: she confuses you? Yes, and I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. No. Uh, I The movie's great, um, but I think you know, as, as much as the actors play a big part in how good this movie is, I think uh, I think the hotel plays a big cast. Oh yeah. Role, you know what I mean? The oh, hotel yeah. itself just it's has a beautiful. You know, it's a humongous space, and it it's it's. They're the caretakers for the winter. It's desolate. It's isolated. It was shot um, in a Hollywood back lot. <laughs> but it, it, had a, it had a real ominous feel to it with only, you know, basically three people living in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it was kind of its own character in the film as well.
3: It's about the, the best setup you can come up with. It's like, okay, now this yeah. is kind of a crazy job. We're going to send you up into the hills in Colorado to look out for this hotel where no one's going to be but you. We're going to leave you enough food. You're going to have a CB radio. It's going to be months. It's gonna pretty good, it's over. Yeah. It's going to mess with <laughs> your head. Okay, great. You're interested. One last thing. Uh, the last guy who did this <laughs> hacked his family up and stacked them into nice little pieces.
2: And then threw a shotgun
3: yeah. through his head. So, it, yeah. just please keep in mind it does mess with your mind, but... The general idea of it is just wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Just you know, being trapped up there, the book does a better job of playing on the ghost aspect of it and being trapped with these these entities and things that are terrifying. Um, There's and there's some great things from that. that There were no
0: spirits in the hotel. They took them all out. Talking about liquor. I, yeah. I, I a, took a second. I was no, like, I got bigger
3: than that. Actually. Like, <laughs> you
0: said there were no spirits.
2: And I was just keep like, it, oh, that's keep
3: it, great. Up, keep it up. Keep, keep it up. your tools
0: sharp, boys. Keep your tools uh, sharp. You. But yeah, no, <laughs> I just like
3: the, the general setting for it to me is just as good as it can get, uh, especially for winter horror, but also horror in general. Like I, I can remember when I was little, thinking about the idea that was terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, this could be a really fun gig as long as it's normal up there, but. I'm guessing since I'm watching a movie, we're probably not going to have a subdued
2: couple of you know hours of time at the Overlook. So, yeah. <laughs> Would that be some shit? It's like, hey, the hedge monster came alive. The hedge creatures came alive. It's like, great, Danny, go play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, Danny. <laughs> well, and just,
3: uh, real quick to build off of what Rye Bones Arcade. was saying, with with the hotel being a big part of it, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Because I think a lot of the imagery that is shot, Uh, with kubrick is is nightmarish and is what makes the movie so unsettling these visions uh you know that we're having you know through the shining and then just you know through the expression of the film the the blood gushing out of the elevator um you know just the, the the kind of future vision of danny screaming it's like well what in the hell are we heading up here to and you know it kind of plays throughout the film with With the way the cinematography works with all this imagery that doesn't always have an answer to it mixed with a very unsettling score, but a movie that is very steady and deliberate, you know what I mean with the way it tells the story over the span of two hours and it's like so the it's just a weird combination that, like, I feel kind of just seeps into you while you watch, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Totally. I think, I think so every... what was the
2: name of the hotel, man? Yeah. No, no, I know uh, it's the Overlook. I'm talking about the real hotel. The the, the one they that used was the inspired, exterior. Well, the one they used the exterior.
3: That's the Timber Lodge in Oregon. The Timber Lodge in the Oregon. The exterior is.
2: Right. And then the Stanley Hotel is the hotel that it was based on. Yeah, and where he wrote
3: it. Right, he and where wrote he wrote it.
2: Right, hotel. and that's the one that's used in the Steven Weber mm-hmm. miniseries version.
3: And filmed everything and... It was Twickenham Studios, I think is right. the name. yeah, it was actually. And it was going on, how cool would this be with Empire Strikes Back? Which I know I've said that on the show before. Like the snow that you see on Hoth is the same snow Danny is running around in. What? They were filmed right there next to each other. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. It's amazing. The, and so almost all of the what you see in The Shining, including inside the hotel, is all built and on that studio there. So, which is pretty cool. I like want the, the an whole add at scene. going through
0: the maze. <laughs> I mean, I, the whole heard of...
2: little scene where you see Danny riding the, uh, oh, riding yeah. the three-wheeler, yeah. dude. That's that's built. Oh yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Like we don't that's build sets set. like people no. don't build sets yeah. like that anymore. No, that's amazing because we do one Steadicam shot that follows Danny through all these halls. Yeah. And you, left turns, right turns, whatever. But all that was built.
0: And know? it doesn't match
2: it. Well, if you watch 237, they'll point <laughs> that out for you. <laughs> and folks, don't watch 237. We're watching this, whatever. <laughs> like, if y'all, if y'all watch 237, they come at me with some Indians non-moon landing bullshit. I'm going to tell you that it's just a fucking
3: movie. Don't forget know? the Nazis.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah.
3: And the, was it the Minotaur, Centaur? Yeah, Minotaur.
0: yeah. Oh, that's not a guy skiing. Yeah. it's a Minotaur.
3: <laughs> Clearly,
1: but talking about the hallways. This this is the movie that has the very iconic scene, where as he's trolling through the hallways on that that tricycle, and he comes upon the yeah, it's the loves the, of the, Wilson's. Yeah, life. The, 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 oh uh, yeah. The pitter to his pattern, in his heart. Yes. The, uh, the the shining twin. Yeah,
3: yeah. and the <laughs> the great twin. Feel free to go back and listen to the Days of the Dead Indianapolis episode if you would like to hear more about that experience. I won't drag <laughs> that out. <I> <laughs> oh, really? We're not going to talk
2: about how the professor spent one beautiful night with the twins.
3: Let's not <laughs> one let's beautiful not, night in the twins. Yeah, let's not be misleading here. You guys are gross. It was those, um, <laughs> 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 um, those cockney accents. Uh, something I do want to point out, I may have mentioned it on previous times when we talked about this, but it's important that It seems. Oh, that's a good note. What's up? Uh, I didn't
2: see
3: it. uh, That Tony, that we talked to with the finger. (laughs) Jesus Christ, could you guys ever let me talk without screwing around? We'll wait. We'll wait. (laughs) You guys let me know when we're ready. I'm sorry. Tony! (laughs) I was going to point out, Tony is him.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. And And in the book, we know that. Yeah. So, well, there we go. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I got really yeah. excited. I finally read the damn book. It was like, Yeah, yeah. Tony is
3: him from the future, which yes. there's certain things in the film that it is worth your time to read the book if you really do like the film enough because it'll kind of fill <laughs> in some of that stuff. The woman in the tub, there's a backstory on her, yep. a jilted lover. You know, th- there's a whole lot more that goes on in room 237 um, that isn't in there. So that's the biggest complaint with this film with a lot of people is that Kubrick screwed with the book. And this is one of the few instances where I say, oh well, I you know like I yeah. love both.
2: I love the yeah. book and I love the movie. Um Because it's room 217 in the book, it's not 237. Yeah, to me
3: two thirty seven 237's about the moon landing.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's and, why he's wearing the, the sweater. The right. dumbest
3: damn theory I've ever heard. <laughs> um
0: because the the only explanation for room number is also moon room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um <laughs> You guys watch two thirty seven and call us?
3: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I'm not even gonna
2: No, go uh, ahead though, get Professor. Into that. No, I know the scene. I was just
3: gonna crazy. say one of my favorite scenes in any movie, certainly in horror, but just movies in general, is the scene uh I mean you can kind of say it's two scenes that lead into it, but Nicholson talking to the bartender is wonderful. Oh. But also oh. and Grady in the bathroom, yeah. which I yes. find other than one hammy shot with Nicholson. Um, just flawless, uh, because we've heard about Grady right from the beginning. Yep, he is yeah. the source of terror that we hear about, yep. you know, with the guy and hacking up the family and so on and so forth. Now we're talking to him, the supposed person who killed his family and blew his head off. So I just find that scene beyond effective. Yes.
0: The conversation with Floyd at the bar, the conversation with Grady in the bathroom are the two things that lead me to believe that this is a possession film. We have the conversation of whether this is a psycho film, a possession film, or a haunting film, which we have said you can blur the lines between haunting and possession. But that moment at the bar with Lloyd, before Lloyd shows up and he says, Oh, I would sell my soul for a glass of beer. He looks up and there's Lloyd. And what's he wearing? A red yeah, suit.
3: Red suit, All yep. Right.
0: And then later, Grady spills that juice on him. And they go into the bathroom. And the bathroom is red. And for me, that is what sells this as a possession film. That is why this film is about being on bur- being built on an Indian burial ground, being built with hell in this thing. Why Grady killed his family you know it's why it happened to the previous caretaker can we say two people going stir crazy in a row and wanting to kill their family no yeah. it's a possession film to me
3: to me i would blur between supernatural and that just yeah, for totally. the simple fact that our other family members are seeing these things as right. well um, so it's not solely one person being attacked yes. but i agree yes. I guess it's kind of just a blend of the two you it's,
0: would say it's, it's not it would it's not just jack's psychos right with with your
2: well with your talking about a possession film the way because we had this conversation a little bit before Mm -hmm. it definitely amongst ourselves is i took it as that shelly Duvall's character wendy doesn't see this stuff it's between jack and it's between danny and danny is the source of jack's quote-unquote pain and he's supposed to be the thing that he's now happy about. You know, he had all these bad feelings and animosity towards Danny before. So now that he's become possessed, I took it after we talked that Jack was leading. He was, he was using his possession to fuck with Danny because he he was he had these ill feelings towards Danny. And which play out later in the film in the hedge maze and the. You know, whatever. But I always took that after you tried after we were talking about possession film versus haunting film, I can see your angle. I can see your angle about it, I think it is a I blur. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a blur, but I mean I always took it like if it was a straight possession film, then the reason he's seeing the twins and the reason he Danny's getting messed with himself is not because he's got the shiny. It's because Jack's like, No, no, no. No, this is what happened. You'll play yeah. with these kids. You're going to play with them forever. I'm going to kill your little
0: ass. Don't forget, Wendy does see something.
3: Yeah, and I was she's going to say
2: that's, oh, the, oh, okay. that's sorry, the
0: most I'm important sorry.
3: part is we see her being terrified by ghosts in the hallway right, and all the that. other things that she sees. The racing skeletons. Today. Because right. that beautiful blue yes. scene with I the forgot. skeletons. I, I'm
2: sorry. I, I did forget about
3: that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's a good point, though, because but if the, that didn't happen, the, his... the theory changes and totally gives way to possession and shining. Yes. And so, no, that's, I'm glad you addressed that. Okay. Me too. Me too. That's that's a, that's a very good point on that. You
0: just bridged our gap. Yes.
3: Yes. And also one other thing in terms of scary scenes that I do want to mention, uh, how intense is it as we hear the person that is there who has come to help and rescue from a distance and we watch, we watch and walk quietly with the killer Through the house. How intense is that, especially when we get up right there to do going to happen? And there's almost no score going on. (laughs) Just hello, hello. And you know, this son of a bitch is getting ready to just swing an axe out. And it's like, I know exactly where he's standing. I've seen this movie so many times. I know exactly when it's going to happen. And I still am just like biting my hand, you know, as we're approaching. I'm like, oh, this is some shit. This guy just flew across the country. I know. He's going (laughs) to literally be in the hotel for all of 30 seconds and get axed in the chest. That'd be how I'd go out. That'd be my hero role.
0: (laughs) You would be a smooth pimp player on one side of the country with your sweet Afro naked lady (laughs) paintings on the wall.
2: Wonderful artwork. Oh, dude, I've got that painting in my bedroom.
0: And then just to go fly all the way there, drive a Bobcat, get stabbed in the chest.
3: So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would use my shining to send him the message. I'm on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we're on, on the, the moon. moon cat man. <laughs> Sorry, dog. You're in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about the differences between the book and the movie and why, the, right, you know, right. why I like both and strengths and weaknesses. But at the end of the day, I know we're talking winter horse. So right. this, this is great. So for let, that. Let's we're get secluded. back to that
2: though, man. The, uh, there's a lot of that winter that plays into this because obviously yeah. the, the the catalyst that's keeping him up there, and the reason he's there in the first place is he's the winter caretaker. Yeah. Um the snow comes in so heavy, they don't have regular communication. The winter plays a role and nobody can get out. And the winter play also plays a role when we go outside. When uh let's let's take it to the snow maze and like it's freezing cold and we see poor Jack at the end in his ice cube suit. You know, like, uh, it's winter. Like, there's no place they can go. They're stuck indoors. Like, even if we could get out, which, which Scatman Crothers comes in. Right. But they didn't have those means to just leave.
0: Because the Bobcats yeah, killed. Yeah. Right.
2: And the thing that differs from the Kubrick version, like, he, we're not mm-hmm. going to say him wax about that. But, like, the Kubrick version and the Steven Weber version. with Rebe- I, I should call it the Rebecca DeMornay version because she's hot. But the, the thing that differs is we spend more of that Pre time with them, and we see them leave a lot more. Whereas in the Kubrick version, they get there, winner, typewriter, go. Yeah. You know, so like it's, it's, it makes you that version, the Kubrick version, automatically is like, nope, nothing. They've never left this place. Right. Whereas the actual book and the Steven Weber version, they show her leaving and going into town and picking things up and coming back, and mm-hmm. the bees and. You know, you get to see all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this version literally isolates you and keeps you cold. Mm. And it keeps you real cold at the end. Because when the snow comes into it and the chasing, I, I get those chills, man. Like, that's one thing. when If a movie can literally give me chills and I can't get warm, it's done its job. Because that's what everybody set out to do. Yeah. Like, I don't care in certain movies. Like, The Thing, I was cold. I yeah. was so cold at the end. Yeah. Like, I could feel it as he was sitting there. I felt cold. Yeah. Russell's cold. I'm cold. You
1: see the breath. And you right, right, breath. right. And He's yeah.
2: chasing Danny through the edge maze. I'm cold. We see a frozen Jack later. But, I mean, in these movies, the ones that we're talking about, I felt cold, man. Like, the, the cold, icy, gray flesh of zombies. You know what right. I'm saying? They're not yeah. They're not. It's It's all a huge setup, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about here, man. All these uh, these movies are isolation movies to put you out in the middle of the cold tundra and to keep you there. And I think that's going to lead us into our roundtable discussion. Final thoughts on The Shining?
3: Uh, just, I mean, with what you're talking about with the snow, it definitely mm-hmm. is a large part of it. And I think it's important to point out that it's not just, you know, physically watching someone like when Shelley Duvall has trouble opening the door because right. of the weather or when Danny is using the... Hill of snow to just build up yeah. against the 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 hotel to slide Which down is brilliant, on. Brilliant, by the I way. mean, those definitely are a part of it, but also, I think just as important are you know scenes of Nicholson walking through the main room with the absolute blinding whiteness coming in during the day. You know, I mean, there is no, absolutely no warmth that is up there at this point. We are we are literally in essence just in a different kind of hell. Right. You're you're trapped up there and. It's, it's not going away
2: for months. The snow and the
1: ice burn so hot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Final thoughts? Uh, I'm sorry. Beautiful plot device, beautiful setting, beautiful cast. Uh, beautiful cast? At what point not, were you looking not, at Shelley Duvall like? Not not as in visually looking, but as far <laughs> as performances. Um, and there's not a lot of cast, but I think the, the, the greatest cast member in this film too is the hotel. I think that 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 setting and that with that climate of, you know, winter isolation, I I mean, it's the perfect setting for that kind of film. And I it's wonderful. It's completely worth the watch. And I dig it. Windy, darling, (laughs) light
0: of my life. We see three people walk backwards in this movie. It's a big deal. What? I'm just bullshitting US Room 237 business right there. <laughs> Danny walks backwards. Jack walks backwards. Wendy walks backwards.
2: Jack also throws a tennis ball or a baseball against a wall a million times and types the same shit on his, uh, his old typewriter. And it's Was evidence. Was it missing an N? We'll never know. I love
1: how he fell down the stairs backwards, though, when she swings the bat at him. I mean, I'm sure it's a stuntman, you know, of course. But Oh, yeah, that was, what, done that was great. That was a great fall. Yeah, like, you watch that guy clock his head on the step. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you see him fall away and you think, okay, they're going to cut to, and they don't. Well, I mean, it's just kind of yeah. the guy really takes that tumble. But knowing Kubrick, God knows how many times that poor bastard oh, yeah, had, had to whole, do
3: it. Four different stuntmen. Well, the, the, the only time I, Scatman Crothers lost his cool was the scene with the ice cream when he's sitting with Danny yeah. and having the ice cream. They did that over 100 times. Oh, oh, why? That's what he asked eventually to Kubrick. He's like, "Come on, man. Hey, what, man what are you trying to
2: get right now?" But when you guys, but when you got Stanley, Cook, you, you can get pissed off. But man, that man knew what he knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, with every single yeah. Film he made. But That's at the
3: brilliant. same time, you're dealing with actors who have been acting for forty plus years, who are like, "We did it just fine the other way. Like a hundred takes is ridiculous." Yeah. So it's an interesting dilemma for them. But um, yeah. Lots of, lots of great reasons to watch The Shining.
2: Love The Shining. That's my final thought on it. Uh, everybody, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you wouldn't if you're listening to this show. Don't go but watch it. Go if buy you it. haven't seen yeah. The Shining yet, yeah, go buy it. That's another Item go ships. buy. Um, but just a few minutes ago, I was talking about just the cult. And the cult is what leads me to our roundtable discussion now on just winter horror. Movies that are cold. They give you that feeling that are set maybe they're set out in like these films were and you're isolated. Or maybe it's something about the the setting, the wintertime setting that, that brings a little bit extra to this film. And we're gonna go around right now and we're just gonna talk about those. And that's how I think we're gonna we're gonna end up. So if you wanna go ahead and start out, uh, Grizz, just wintertime.
0: One big one I wanna bring up. Uh, thirty days of night. Yes. Uh, the first time I watched this film. I didn't care much for it. I was like, eh, I was kind of indifferent to it. I think I was at earhouse mm-hmm. professor when I watched it. And I was like, eh, that's okay. But the second time I watched it on Blu-ray. Yep. This movie's brilliant. Yeah. 30 days of night is a brilliant film. It's a great concept. They're in Alaska. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that period of darkness where there's 30 days of night, which guess who can only come out at night? vampires. Yes, this is a vampire film and it's a brilliant one. The first time around I didn't like it cuz the vampires look kind of dumb and they still do. Yeah. <laughs> but they're smart. Mm-hmm. But what's also cool is that the survivors are smart. Yeah. So I think this movie is done well because it's a vampire film, it's a winter film, it's a survival film. It's it's got a lot of right elements and I'm glad I watched this a second time because this shot way up high on my list.
2: Bro, like Josh Hartnett needs to get a little more people need to give it a little more credit than when I'm with you. Him. I am with seriously, you seriously. Like H 20 like, like H2O, he was still young. He wasn't he was early early on when he did that movie. I think it was his first film, wasn't it? Right, well yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. So Josh, like everybody needs to give Josh Hartnett a little pass, man. That cat can do some shit, man. I'm with you. And I agree, man. The whole setting of Alaska and it being 30, 30 days of night. Um, I'm not sure what the actual cycle is. If you're from Alaska, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. but the the idea that you're gonna have multiple days of darkness, yeah, at all, that is the perfect setting for any kind of troop of vampires. You know, what and makes sense me
0: is that they're they seem like they're Eastern European or Russian, right. So it would make sense for them to go all the way up into Alaska. Which is another cool thing. Yeah.
2: Right, right. Oh, no, I'm with you, man. So 30 Days of Night, uh, any any thoughts on that other than what we've just said?
3: Oh, I dug it. I mean, it's not, yeah. a mo- it's not a movie I love, but it fits right into the theme. Like, if if there's been a, a big-ass snowstorm and I'm throwing on horror movies that week, that'll get thrown in.
1: I mean, it's right up there. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Cool. Buddy? An- another film that's No, no, no. What do you think or? of 30 Days of Night? I've never
2: seen it. Oh, okay. No, oh, please, cool. please, cool. please do. Uh, so definitely, yeah, definitely check it out, man. Um uh, bringing up another one. Go ahead, uh, Professor. Oh,
0: uh, go
2: okay. I'll um, um, okay. Oh go ahead. Go
1: ahead.
2: Uh,
1: okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize we had a thing. To I mind. I can't really think of another film right the top of my head. Um, I know around this time of year I play a game a lot with some friends. Uh, so I'll tell you that, that anecdote. It's a it's the game is name a film that's set at Christmas time that's not a Christmas movie. Mm. That's what I play a lot during this time of year. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I mean like
1: Home Alone. Well, you, you you can almost make the argument that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, right. it is. It takes place at Christmas. They people are
2: going away for Christmas. It's it's winter time. He spends Christmas alone.
4: Right, but it's it can also take experience. place
2: during just <laughs> the family's vacation too. It's at Christmas time. I
1: understand.
2: Motherfucker it wasn't they didn't go to Maui <laughs> over summer break. They went away at Christmas. But it's a fun they game. They didn't go play. to Miami. No. At Christmas. Yeah. You, why? Because it's cold in New York. They're in Chicago. <laughs> They're in Chicago. Chicago, whatever. It's cold. We were there. It's cold. Poca, in Chicago. Poca, poca. No, but for real. I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I throw one out? Go.
1: Frozen. The Disney film? <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. And you'll get you'll get kicked three or four times goes. for that in this room. <laughs> um no, uh we've
2: talked about it before, Adam Green. That's great. Uh, I didn't that one and I had to uh Honestly, I stole it from the professor's list, but it is uh, Adam Green. (laughs) Adam Green, obviously, is one of our favorite directors. Um, But, no, Frozen's that perfect. Uh, They're on a snow. They're at a ski resort on a snow, on a ski lift. I think I'm going to pull that one out. Yeah, dude, that's that's a good one to watch, especially this time of year, because we're getting the cold, we're getting the snow, and it's three people, and the elements is one of the things they're fighting against. And there's that great scene where Emma Bell, and this is me being crass, but like there's that great scene where Emma Bell uh, urinates on herself for the, not only the, she has to go but it's the warmth, it's something that helps her and then she freezes, like hey, can you see what I'm saying, like the, the elements completely work against you and it's like there's all these different elements, you've got the uh, you've got the wolves down below, you've got the giant drop, you've got the razor sharp wire and it's fucking snowing like, feet of snow in a, in a resort. So, I mean, Frozen to me was a, Frozen to me is a great one. I'm glad I seen that because I was having trouble. I was like, I know I've seen them, but Frozen was a good one. So, anybody thoughts on Frozen?
0: Great movie. Yeah. I, and it totally escaped my mind, but now that you've said it.
2: Well, dude, now that, that you've said dude, it and there's inches seriously.
0: of uh, snow on the ground, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, it's, an, it's an excellent one. It's, uh, it's a testament to Green's filmmaking. Oh, I yeah. mean, he did a lot with, you know, just a one-of-a-kind setting. Yeah. Um, to really tell a story of characters stuck on a ski lift
4: yeah. and make
3: it interesting, and it is—I mean, it's—it's a—it's a great winter horror movie. It's, you know, the setting's just perfect for it, right for the
1: watching.
2: Have you seen Frozen? I've not. You haven't seen Frozen either. Mm-hmm. Do you watch movies,
1: bro? No. Do you, do you, <laughs> do you even movie, do bro? You movie, bro? Do you, <laughs> you Movie, bro. Here's what's weird: is that in, in my life, a lot of people know that I'm into horror and stuff but I feel such like the Fairweather fan when I get around you guys.
0: I think that I like metal music, but I don't know shit about metal when I'm around, when I'm around you. Like, like, oh, don't you remember like track six off of like Van Halen's third album? I'm like, no.
2: Oh, <laughs> why don't you Might as well jump? <laughs> it's
1: 1984. Like yeah, no,
0: that's
3: it's much is. later. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Uh, Let the right one in. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh boy, very wintery. what is it about
2: winter and vampires is it because it's, it's dark
3: um it's just an interesting film to me i don't find it particularly scary um the original but or the remake the original i've i've never seen the remake cool. um, the original or the remake is called let me in yeah oh okay and i'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. I,
2: right but
3: there. it's just interesting we, we deal well with a, monsters, a right? vampire <laughs> who became a vampire at a young age um so it's it's just not your typical type of vampire film, but yeah, the setting fits for, you know, less daylight and we watch how, you know, this little creature lives. Um, and there are some brutal scenes that they do deliver on. So yeah, it's just one that's in my rotation, um, as the ones I watch fairly regularly for winter horror. It didn't do a lot for me. And, um,
0: I feel like this is another one that I watched the dub version, so maybe I need to watch the
2: subtitled version. Yeah, where do you keep watching these dub ones? I don't know. Where do you keep getting the dubbed <laughs> ones, man? Did you buy this? Yeah. Dub com. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that that I, might make a difference. Yeah, I, I always, feel you. Though.
2: Yeah, I always try to pick up the I always try to watch the the yeah. version I have to read. But the thing is, like when you watch movies with Nikki Chicks that you have to read, like you gotta be quick. Cause I, I stop to ask questions and she's like you know, like you're missing
0: it. Yeah, like and the... who's Nikki Chicks?
2: That's my wife.
0: Oh, that's her new nickname now.
2: No, that's been for a long time. I just don't mention it on this show. Bones knows her as Nikki Chicks. Professor,
0: she... did you know she was Nikki Chicks?
2: No, that's her rock. That's her rocker name. I like it we'll from go back ahead. in the day. It's Nikki Chicks. I love you. I love this life. <laughs> <laughs> we'll love Nikki it. Chicks, I love you, babe. Bones knows her. that's the reason I've, I've been calling her that tonight. Is because yeah. when she officiates on another show we refer to her all the time because she does a lot you
0: can plug your other show here you don't have to be shy
2: no nah, we good we don't need y'all
0: right on cool
2: <laughs> look at him smiling he's like i was like yeah we don't I mean need if you want to like, go to five to seven listeners <laughs> <seven laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: i think if we mention the show we go from no. five to four no, listeners.
2: You, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, but for, no but when you, when you watch it, literally, when I watch mo- certain movies with the wife, and I'm just not following because, you know, I have to read them and they're quick. Like, when it's quick, I just can't keep up sometimes.
0: To be fair. I don't be reading. Your wife, a.k.a. Mickey Chicks. <laughs> she's a little quicker than you are.
2: Yeah, she's way quicker than me.
3: <laughs> so, so, I can see that. I, I like I that. like the bully story of, of Let the Right One in there. Yeah. There's just a lot of th- little things about it that make it a decent watch.
1: I did think of one. Um. Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> uh, it's a possession film where they're trying to transfer the spirit of Christmas from one man to another.
2: Got some good. Ones. Um, no,
1: that's called the Santa Claus. Yeah. You just, you just screwed up. Your they never hair. stay <laughs> old.
0: Look, the see Santa
2: Company. <laughs> Three little words, please and thank you. Thank you, Joker. Others got any others?
0: Uh, Troll Hunter. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Troll Hunter. I think that's a Swedish film. Uh, not Norwegian. Um, did we we talked about rare rare exports in the Christmas we episode? Did. Didn't yeah, right? yes, yeah. Yes. So so, Troll Hunter is a fun movie. Um, can you guess what it's about?
2: Uh, I've fun, seen it, yeah. trolls. Uh,
0: hunting trolls. Trolls. Oh, you. They're, huge, it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're huge. Yeah, yeah. They're big trolls. Huge shows like me. uh me just. Me, uh, just Todd and Nikki chicks watched it. Cool, cool. It came out. Please
0: quit calling her Nikki
2: chicks. <laughs> 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 I just don't know who this is. Me, 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 and Nicole. I just want
0: them. to sit down on the couch with Nicole and just let her <laughs> tell me that she's Nikki chicks. She then she, you then I'll accept you. it.
2: I'll then I'll up. accept it. But no, like me and uh, me and uh, just. Todd. I don't like
0: you telling me. That me, she's just Nikki. And,
2: me, ju- me, just Todd and me, just me, just Todd and Nikki chicks watched <laughs> it when it came uh-huh. out. It's Hot toddy uh, now. It's, yeah, it, yeah
0: it, not it, just it Todd. Like, His name is Hot Toddie. Hot Toddie. <laughs> so well, we I love trolls. Did you like it?
2: Um, it was it was different for me. Yeah. I didn't exactly get what was going on at first because the people kept going out to the woods and the trolls were huge. I never thought of trolls being that way. Yeah. So I always envisioned these sulky little creatures underneath bridges and yeah yeah. So it was kind of different for me. These big tree like
0: yeah. What are you doing? Stop uh Professor, have you seen Troll Hunter? I have
3: not.
2: Okay,
0: I would recommend I just it. Just noted it. Yeah. What was
2: another I'll one? Check it out. <laughs> Anything else?
3: Storm of the Century. <laughs> Never seen it. It's fun. Stephen King. Stephen, Big Stephen King. Big ass snowstorm. Stephen trapped King really in.
2: likes to do wintertime
3: and trap people movies. in under conditions. Yeah. It's kind of in the vein of like The Mist. You've got all these people who yeah. are trapped in together in a hotel. Yeah. I mean, but just
1: not movies in, in the cold. Hotel. I'm thinking Fargo, but you know, no, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that could be a little horrific. It's a wood scene in that movie, Fargo. Right?
2: What about a uh, storm of the? Oh, you said storm of the century. <laughs> what about Dreamcatcher? Yes,
1: that's, yeah, that's definitely that's one. I've never hate, seen it. I hated it. But starring, it,
2: starring yeah. my boy Jason Lee. Because
0: the butt aliens, right?
2: <laughs> butt aliens. <laughs> there was everything <laughs> but aliens.
3: <laughs> Nowadays, aliens come out people's butts. Yeah. Jason Lee that. was in that. Movie. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Have you seen really? it. I haven't seen it. That's Seattle. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I sh- and I, you know what? Maybe if I rewatch it now, I'd, it'd be a completely different movie. But I remember at the time being like, "Nope." Uh, got some more? Hey, Is it Wrong Turn four or five?
0: Four. Four. Awful.
1: Which one is Henry Rollins in? Two. two. That's two? the best Two's one. good. Yeah, that's the one. That's Joe the one Lynch. I really remember.
0: What's up, Joe? Yeah, Lynch. Lynch. Joe Lynch. Shout out. The first one is moderately okay. The second one is awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's where
1: they're on like the reality show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Man, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I remember really digging it.
0: So, yeah. So, three is with the, the prisoners, the convicts, and four is in the, the winter. Uh, yeah. It's bad. Like, they ride these snowmobiles out to, like, this deserted school, I think. And then, like, the inbred people eat the That's like a movie
2: about Chernobyl. Yeah, it is Just a, in the wintertime. Instead
0: a, it of being it is a, a Chernobyl movie, right? Beast of Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Right. Uh,
3: Professor, you got more on the list there? You
2: got he's got a whole big
0: list. Of uh, uh, let's let's, let's say anything worth mentioning.
3: Yeah, I won't run through all of them. Um, a movie I like, David Cronenberg directed, Stephen King again, The Dead Zone. It's not Jesus. the the weather isn't part of the story though, but it's the setting. You know what I mean? So it's not like a winter-driven movie, but it's right. a cold movie. It takes place. There's always snow in it, but it's not, you know, a big component of it. Um, I mean, is there any? You show me a list off a few more. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wind Chill, which was okay. It had Emily Blunt in it. Um, they're coming two people come she back from college hot, the they don't know each other they just get the ride together huh. uh, go off the road and are stranded and there may be a ghost out there that they deal with trapped in the car okay so on and so forth so i mean it's worth mentioning and there, there yeah i it didn't do that much for me but it does have a
2: pretty decent following oh dude like I talking about anyone. cars going off the road if you got misery if you guys talk about misery <laughs>
3: Um, um,
2: we okay. may, put that, with the we may
3: put that on a future. Episode. No, go, ahead, no, go uh, ahead. another one I just want to mention is Ravenous which was a good movie. It had to do oh, with cannibalism. Oh, yeah. It's it's not full blown winter. That's but a it's, weird movie. It's a very cold Wait, movie
2: is that the movie. Liam Neeson
3: one? No, nope. that's the gray.
2: I saw um, that one. Yeah, I saw that one.
3: Ravenous had know. uh Ravenous has um who does it have in it? Guy Pierce. Yeah. Uh David Arquette. Uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller. It's a, can- um, it's a, can- <laughs>
0: it's a cannibal movie. Yeah,
3: it has to do with cannibalism and an outpost. Um, I can't remember which set of mountains they're in. Yeah, but it's it's pretty well made, really. Yeah, it's
0: it's got a big following. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch it. I watched it when I was about twenty-three. Honestly, guys, I
3: don't think I've ever seen it. Screen Factory put it out here in the
0: last right year on, or two. Right so. on,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth watching. It's. it's
2: I got it's it from enjoyable.
3: Blockbuster when you were working there.
2: See, I just, I,
0: I I ran into this this cat and, uh, you remember we were just so starved for anything back then. Yeah. And somebody would come in that I knew when I'd be there hanging out with you and I'm like, tell me a horror movie, pick me something out. And this guy was like, it's kind of a horror movie, but it's more of a weird movie. And so he picked Ravenous.
2: Yeah, man. Blackbuster was so horrible because we'd have these little sections and, uh, the, the in-between sections, like the action, the horror, the drama, the whatever, were never really good. They weren't. Because all it was was a holding place for what they called favorites. Yeah. And so any really good movies went to... Any really good movies went by the wayside. And it was... And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I like Friday the 13th and all that stuff. But, I mean, all we really had was the mainstream and stuff that came directly off the new release wall. And then we tried to sell that so like we didn't have a great horror section yeah so it was kind of weird sometimes
0: yeah any other picks Can professor? i an
1: honorable mention to a to an not a winter movie but an isolation movie Mm-hmm. 1408 okay somebody seen it yeah, yeah. Sam, okay sam jackson uh, everybody's looking at me kind of stupid john cusack. john cusack john cusack yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. he's trapped in the hotel room yeah yeah, of, yeah phenomenal
0: movie i
3: hated that movie
1: is yeah, it really yeah it seems like people have been coming around on
3: it
0: i'm the odd man now. when it
1: came
3: out man people ripped it oh, I loved people it. ripped that i when just love the whole idea of it it's, it's it seems like it's being remembered more fondly um just uh two movies i want to mention um again not straight up winner as a component of the film but as the setting uh ghost story and the changeling both are which movies i love
2: um okay. uh you can pick up ghost story i know on um
3: Scream
0: Factory. Yep, they put it out.
2: Yeah, just recently. I guess so, I don't...
0: I, I watched Changeling and I was indifferent. I thought it was okay. I don't remember it being uh, winter. So well, I, watched, I mean,
3: even the opening scene where his family's killed is because of snow. Okay.
0: I watched
2: Tom Cruise's ex-wife in the Changeling.
3: Given? Yeah, yeah, that's a remake, right? Uh, it's not, you, no, it's... Changeling by Clint Eastwood had Angelina Jolie. That That was...
2: What am I thinking of?
3: I'm not sure. Um oh, I'm
2: sorry. I, I, no, no, you're fine. I don't know.
0: Whatever Nicole Kidman was there. <laughs> Birth? <laughs> no. I'm far in hey, I, I have no idea what you're I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I have <laughs> no
2: clue either, so I'm sorry. Keep going. Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> no, I've seen that. That's a Kubrick film.
0: But yeah, no, There's with what, what
2: you're saying, though,
3: Changeling isn't the snow throughout, but Ghost Story yeah, I mean, has a lot of snow in it, and I Ghost always watch those two together. They kind of yeah. came out around the same time, so yeah. decent watches. A few I want to watch that I haven't seen, Iced, 1988, Slasher. No. They, these are movies I just learned about in preparation for this. Uh, was was yeah, Iced, 88, Slasher. Um, and then a couple that had a lot of, of buzz around them. One was called My Little Eye and Devil Times Five. So maybe if you're listening and you just want to jot them down real quick, hmm. maybe there's something you want to watch or something we want to watch at some point. But Fair enough. Yeah, quite a few, but those seem like they right. had quite the following. Very good.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's
0: wrap it up on this cold
2: winter oh, my, evening. I think I was
1: thinking of the others.
2: I'm sorry. Fair I, enough. Looked, I looked it up. Now I'm just remembering the box the art.
1: I'm not mad. I'm gonna go warm up and watch Beetlejuice Hawaiian style now. Yeah. Yeah with a Hawaiian pizza. Um <laughs> all right
0: wrap it up for a winter horror episode on a cold wintry night in muncie indiana monkey. monkey indiana uh i am one of your hosts grizzly abner and if you think we left anything out please
3: let us know yeah don't be cold about it though be nice
0: <laughs> oh joined by my friends
3: Mad Chan, professor wagstaff and our special guest
2: ribones
0: all right friends stay scary